Amen. I believe. Amen. Amen. That's why I'm here. I believe. All right. We're going to have uh, the kids dismissed downstairs to junior church, ages 4 to 11, can be dismissed. Ages 4 to 11 can be dismissed downstairs. And after service, they're going to be coming right up here. And we have uh, presents for them. Amen. The church had sponsored each child. And uh, even if, if uh, your kids weren't here during that time, we, we, had, we always buy extra presents. Amen. Because there's always extra uh, that come on Christmas. So we know that. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 2. Let's go to Matthew 2 this morning. If, if you're thankful for the Word of God, say amen. 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 Uh, we don't know how powerful the Word of God is. We'll never know, but it is powerful. It'll shape, it'll shape you. It'll mold you. It'll clean you. Clean you from the inside out. Comfort you. Build you up. Give you wisdom. Give you hope. We find hope through the scriptures, the Bible says, and these are things we need. These are needed uh, tools that, we, that, we, uh, that are necessary to live uh, on this world, in this, on this earth. That's why Jesus said you, should not, you cannot live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeded out of the mouth of God. It's very important to have the scriptures, uh, to be reading the scriptures. It's the truth that sets you free. You'll notice if you get into uh, too much news, you'll, you'll get fears, you'll get, uh, it'll start driving you in any direction they want you to go, uh, but the scriptures will set you free. You know, knowing God is in control, God always has the last say, even when he's silent, amen, because he's king of kings and lord of lords. He gave us his word, and I challenge people that say they don't believe in the scriptures. I said, well, why don't you prove one word wrong of the scriptures and this would all be a lie. If you could prove one word, 100% of it will be a lie because God's word uh, says that there is no error in it. Amen. Man, you can base your, word, the, your life off of the word of God this morning and believe everything that we're going to read this morning. Matthew chapter 2. I say that, that you can, so that you can lift the word of God up this morning in your lives, read it, let it infiltrate every part of you. Matthew 2, if you would stand with me, we're going to read two verses here, then we'll, we'll pray, we'll sit down, and I'll read some more scripture here. The Bible says in Matthew 2, verses 1 and 2, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, bless this time, Lord. Bless your word. Father, this is about Christ. May the Holy Spirit of God be amongst us. Lord, it's his ministry to point everyone to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, this is an opportunity to get our hearts, to get our attention to speak to us, Lord, I pray. May I be put aside and may you have preeminence in this place and in our hearts. Lord, as there was no room found for you, Lord, 
when you were born. May there be room this morning uh, in our lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless us, I pray in his name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, verse 1, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. But when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. You notice that he was troubled. This is King Herod, uh, he, and he was troubled. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them, where Christ should be born. Christ means the Messiah, the anointed one, God in the flesh. Jesus, the name, Christ, the title, amen? So Jesus Christ, uh, you're saying Jesus is God. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the anointed one. Jesus is God in the flesh. That's what Christ means. Where is Christ? Where is he that should be born? Uh, how would they know? How would they know where he should be born? Did they, were they aware that Jesus was born? He was born already at this time. Where did they go to? They went to the scriptures. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people, they were supposed to know the scriptures. Verse 5 says, And they said unto him, Well, the scriptures say in Micah chapter 5, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, verse 6, And thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah, Art not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. They knew that the scriptures proclaimed where Christ should be born and uh, when he was going to be born. Amen. And Daniel, at the time, verse uh, 7 says, And when Herod, he had privately called the wise men, inquired them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Herod was uh, lying about that. We know that. He, he wanted to uh, get rid of him. And that's why he called the wise men privately and said, Hey, listen, when you find this baby, let me know because I want to worship him as well. Sure you do. Uh, verse 9, And when they heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star, when this, when, uh, which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. Jesus was already born at this time. Uh, and if they fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Notice it says when they opened their treasures. This, these things were valuable to these men. We don't know how many there were. We sing the king, we three kings. They weren't kings, they were just wise men, the Bible says. But we say there was three, but we, we don't know how many there were. And they weren't in the manger scene as well. They, they came after uh, the, Jesus was already born. Uh, we know that as well. Uh, Jesus was already born. A star appeared in the east to these wise men. How many there were, we don't know. We know there are more than one. There could have been three. Uh, but as the star led them, they knew that a king was born. They knew uh, that a baby was king. A king was born. You see Herod here. Let's go into Herod a little bit. Herod, Herod was a cutthroat man. Herod was an evil man. Herod, uh, this, his family line was friends with Julius Caesar, historically, friends with Julius Caesar, and he became friends with Mark Anthony. And uh, 
through battles and wars and murder and cutthroat and lies and thefts and everything else man does, he rose to power. But the deal was for him to secure Israel and keep it safe and keep it under Rome so that they would pay tribute to Rome. And Herod was loyal to the Roman Empire. It took a lot for Herod to be king. A lot of sacrifice. You have to sacrifice your family in order to get what you want in this life, don't we? We have to leave a lot of people behind to pursue our own dreams, what's in our heart deep down inside. Oh, and Herod did, down to murder, down to everything that was necessary for him to obtain the throne in which he was not entitled to. You see, the Bible says that first, before the Messiah comes, both lineages of kings will fail, lineage of Israel and lineage of Judah. Both kings will fail before Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Amen? And that had happened. And they were without a king, so Rome put Herod there to fill place. But it took a lot for him to be there. Imagine all he had to do. He had to, uh, at that time, murder anybody who was uh, trying to go after the throne or could even possibly obtain the throne. You have to get rid of any possibilities, all the lies you have to tell. Anything, any status you want to obtain in this life, it takes a lot to get there. And a lot of people you leave behind, a lot of loved ones you hurt, a lot of friends you betray, and even our own selves, uh, we wind up neglecting and forsaking, driving ourselves uh, to exhaustion, doing things we've said we've nev we'll never do, finding ourselves in situations where we say we, we would never get in what we find ourselves in, in order to keep the throne. But look what the wise men said. These wise men, they came from the east to Jerusalem. We don't know how many there were. The Bible doesn't say. But we know there was a bunch of them. But they came. They came to Herod from the east saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Herod had to kill, he had to steal, he had to convince, he had to play all the politics of this world, have ties with the uh, Caesar household, and keep amends with, if you, if you read historically what happened with Cleopatra and, and Mark Anthony, and, and all, they, he was tied in with all of them. And all, every, every, all the nonsense that it entailed for him to keep the throne, and he was always so, King Herod was always so worried about losing the throne, losing his title as king. But here you have one, the Bible says, that was born king. He didn't have to do anything on this earth. He didn't have to kill anyone. He didn't have to play politics. He didn't have to convince anyone. 
Jesus was born king. And wow, if this were king, if Jesus was born king, then what is Herod? Prophesied that in Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. He bears the weight of all the title. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the Bible says, and of his government, of his reign, shall be no end. I believe that's how it goes. Shall be no end. Is this the one that is born? Herod was certainly upset. And we know that, uh, as prophesied in Jeremiah, that... uh, he would go and, and try to destroy everyone that was, every male that was two years and under, he would kill in the whole area. And that happened in history. It happened according to the word of God. Verse 2 says, Where is he? If Jesus was born king, then certainly it would stir up those who have given their lives to keep this position. Certainly it would stir up all those who have uh, murdered and and lied, and stole, and are in a position that they are not entitled to, in a position that have a title that is not really theirs. Certainly this would upset some. And others, it would drive them from a far country. Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. The Bible calls them wise we, we've been going over wisdom on our Wednesday night services, haven't we, church? I've learned a lot about wisdom. Beginning of wisdom is what? Fearing God. You could say, if you don't have a fear of God, then you are definitely a fool. And anything that comes out of you, you may have wisdom of this world, which we've learned, which the wisdom of this world is mixed with perversion, and everything else that leads in the end to the fruits of the flesh, which you cannot counterfeit by any means. We can create artificial fruit, can't we? Make it look good. How many has ever been deceived by, oh, look, an apple, and it was, they make them look good. And so do we. So do we try to counterfeit what we want, what we crave, but only God can give the fruit that we need. And there is no other way to obtain it but by walking with God, fearing God, loving God, living right, serving God. And of those labors for the Lord, you reap the fruits of the Holy Spirit of God, which the first one being love. And we know these men, these were certainly wise men. Why? First, they were seeking Jesus. They weren't there for their own position. They weren't there to uh, have a political tie with Herod. Herod gave his life to seeking a position that was not his on this earth. He did everything necessary 
to get it and to keep it, including wiping out all the little kids from two years and under, all the little boys from two years and under, just to keep his throne. So there was no threat against his position. Oh, what people will do, what people will do to obtain what is really in their heart on this earth, the family they will leave behind. You say, well, I'll never kill anybody. Oh, I know people who never told their kids about salvation. I know people who would let some of their family just go and live their life without telling them about the salvation and how they can get saved. And one day see their family, their loved one cast in a lake of fire. I would never uh, allow anybody to die. I would never... uh, to keep a title, hurt anyone. All these wise men, they came from far, from the east. Verse 2 says, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Jesus never had to play politics. Jesus never had to murder. Jesus never had to steal. Jesus never had to hurt. Jesus never had to do anything to get his position, for he is king. He was born king. He came as king, and he was born king, and needs to do nothing because he is king. The wise men said, where is he? Where is the king? Herod said, you're looking at him. Where is he? It's not you, Herod. We've come. You're already older now. The star appeared. I always wonder about that star. We put the star on Christmas, on the Christmas tree. The Bible says, even the heavens declare the glory of God. I have friends that were once atheists, and they could just not get over the fact. The more they studied, the more they got into science, that all the world and, the, and, and creation declares the glory of God. It heralds out a creator. It heralds out the Lord Jesus Christ. Even his eternal Godhead, the Bible says, is evident so that they are without excuse Oh, there is nowhere you can go on this earth. There is no depth where Jesus does not reach to in his name. There is no height. There is no uh, part of the ocean for all declare the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Philippians that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Where is he that is born king? If Jesus was born king, certainly would upset this king of the world, of this earth. Certainly would, it would affect uh, those who um, are trying to live their own life and trying to keep a status in this life and trying to keep a title in this life. Certainly it would affect those. Certainly it would cause uh, some to be feel uneasy. I might have to change my life around if Jesus was born king. 
I might have to uh, stop working some hours. I might have to get a new job. I might have to give up some bad habits in my life. I might have to uh, stop watching some bad things and listening to some bad things and doing some wrong things. Certainly, if Jesus was king, if he was born king, I might have to change my life. King Herod, he didn't like that. He did everything possible to hold on to who he thought he was. But King Herod, guess what? You are in a position. You have a title that is not rightfully yours. You are not a king. There is one that is born king. And he is right amongst you. The wise men came from the east. They came from a foreign country. We don't know where. But the Bible says they, see, they saw the star. They saw the glory of God appear in the, firm, in the heavens declared the Lord Jesus Christ. And they wondered and they sought the Lord to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem. If Jesus was born king, certainly it would bring some trouble to those who are trying to hold on to this life, who are trying to hold on to your status or trying to hold on to what you think is most valuable. If Jesus was born king today, then certainly it might upset some people because there are people in this world that are just living their own life and doing their own thing and they don't care who they step over. They don't care who they leave behind. They have what is only in their own heart. They live for themselves and they don't care as long as they can keep what they have built in their life. King Herod had a title. He had a position and he could lose it at any point. You know, all that we have in this world, we can never keep it. You may try and try and try, but you can tomorrow get uh, that one cancer. You can tomorrow uh, get sick. You can tomorrow lose. Your, you can tomorrow, the economy can tank more than it is. You can tomorrow, anything can happen. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth, the Bible says. And you try to hold a position that is not rightfully yours. Because there is one who is born king. Herod was troubled, and everybody around him was troubled. They sought the priests, they sought uh, the scribes, and he said, where is this king that should be born? They sought the scriptures in Micah chapter 5, and they found out, well, the Bible says he was going to be born in Bethlehem of Judea. And the Bible says that Herod said, uh, go and search, go and search for this child in verse 7. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently. And when you have found him, bring me word again. Verse 10 says, and when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding joy. And they were coming to the house. They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down. Notice they didn't worship Mary. Who did they worship? They worshiped Jesus. They went right past Mary. 
They didn't come to worship anybody else. They didn't come to worship the king of this earth. They didn't come to worship uh, the earthly mother of the Lord. They come to worship one. They had some wisdom to them. They were wise in that they sought Jesus. You want to be wise today? Seek Jesus. These men had to leave behind. But their wisdom drove them to seek someone greater. Seek the true born king. Seek Jesus. And when they had opened their treasures, notice that. It was their treasures. We give to God from our lives when it's convenient for us, when it makes sense. But these men have gone out of their way, have sought the Lord, and had opened up their treasures, what was precious to them, what had value to them. For some of us, money's not valuable, but time is. Therefore, I'll give God money, but I won't give God my time. What is valuable to you, God will accept. Give God out of your treasures. Let's see what they gave him. We know what it is. Can you name them? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, we know, is valuable. Frankincense and myrrh, if you're not sure what, that, what they are, get them out of a tree. I'm not too familiar with that. But I know this. Frankincense and myrrh, both are used for perfumes, ointments, medicines. And in order to receive the frankincense and myrrh, in order to harvest it, you have to injure the tree. You have to wound the tree. And when you wound a tree, whether you scar it, whether you pierce it, whatever you, got, or whatever you do, you have to wound it. You have to go deep. And from the wounds of the tree, the tree will create that frankincense sap or resin. And that's how it's harvested. And from the wounds come the incense, the fragrance for us to wear. Is it by accident that they gave this born king such great treasures. And we know that Jesus was wounded for us. He was bruised, the Bible says, for our iniquities. And with his stripes, that means the whips on his back. And with his stripes, we are healed. The tree gets wounded. It gets bruised. It gets pierced. And from that, comes an incense, a fragrance, and a medicine that we get to wear, that heals us, that makes us smell good. Isn't that like Jesus? Heals the broken. Makes us smell good when we know we're not. Clothes us 
with his righteousness. Takes even the vilest of sinners and puts them on a path and purges their conscience. Gives them a new direction. It's amazing what he can do of guilt that we hide in our hearts from the past, of things that we are ashamed of. God says, come, let us reason. I will purge your conscience. I'll take that and make you white as snow. Come now, let us reason together. Say to the Lord of hosts, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. They shall be like wool. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white as snow. What an amazing Savior, this King that was born. If Jesus was born King, if Jesus was born King, certainly it will trouble some. If this truly is the Savior that is born King, truly would trouble some. Ones that have too much in this life to lose. If Jesus was born king, certainly it would trouble some. It would trouble ones that are living for themselves. If Jesus was born king, certainly it would trouble ones that have, have a status in this life, a position that know, they know they can lose it at any moment and are, have to hold on for dear life and do anything and everything to keep it. If Jesus was born king, then certainly, certainly would trouble some. But if Jesus was born king, for others, it would drive us to leave things behind and seek this one who is worthy of our worship, who is worthy of our treasures, who is worthy to be called king. As for King Herod, he's dead and gone. And so is his family legacy and lineage. But as for Jesus, behold what manner of love the Father hath given unto us, that we should be called the sons of God. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of the will of flesh nor the will of man, but of God. I pray that in your heart you know without a doubt that this is Jesus that is born king. And that it will drive you, if you truly believe, it's either going to drive you in fear to keep and hold on what you have or drive you to go and worship this newborn king. Which side are you on today? Herod believed but his belief was that of pride-driven, fear-driven to lose what he was holding on to. If he didn't believe, he wouldn't have killed out all those kids. He wouldn't, if he didn't believe, he wouldn't have uh, 
been in fear and was troubled as he was. Certainly he believed, but it drove him in another direction. But if you truly believe and have a heart knowing that he is worthy to be called King of Kings and Lord of Lords, then it should drive you to do whatever's necessary to get to his feet and worship this newborn king. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, verse 1, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? We have the piano player. Where is he that is born king? Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Jesus does not have to prove anything to you. The heavens declare it. The ground trembles and shakes. The rocks cry out. And in your heart, you know this life you can no longer hold on to. You might try to do whatever you can to hold on and keep afloat, but you are a sinking ship in distress. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? It's Jesus. And he's alive and he seeks you. Would you give in to him today? You say, I'm afraid what I'll lose. I'm scared of what I'll have to give up. Herod was, he was troubled. But you don't have to, you cannot give up that which you do not own. Naked you came and naked you shall leave. You think it's one of the biggest deceptions on this earth by the devil is to put one more dollar in front of your face like a carrot in front of a donkey. If I could just obtain this one last house, if I could just obtain this one thing, if I could just get this, then, then I'll be set for my life. But it took some wise men, wisdom, to see clearly that this world does not matter and all that is in this life does not matter. And they're willing to leave a country, far country, to seek the true-born king. Leave behind. And, and to go at his feet, little baby, that was born king. And from their treasures, they gave to him. Not who's going to give to me. No. What can I give to him? He is king. And he is worthy of my worship. He is worthy of all that I have. He is worthy of my time. He is worthy of what I call dear. He is worthy. For he hath made us worthy in Christ. We are made worthy because he is worthy. We are made righteous because he is righteous. We can have peace who knew no peace because he is peace. We can know love once and for all because God is love. Friends, the wise men, they came. They were wise because they sought Jesus. 
Which side are you on this morning? Let's all stand. I pray you come seeking Jesus today. I pray you make your life about Jesus. I just want to offer you time to pray. Come up and pray. And say, Jesus, I want to seek you today. You are worthy of my heart. You're worthy of my time. You're worthy of what I call a treasure. The devil has put in front of my face so many distractions. I'm like King Herod, fighting for what I can never have. A title, a position, and in the end, lose it all. And then what? But there is one that is born king. Never had to conquer, never had to steal, never had to kill to obtain anything. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And this Christmas, would you make it about Jesus? Herod and those around him were troubled. They had too much to lose. Things they might have to change. Things they might have to get rid of. But if Herod would have humbled himself and submitted to this king and went with the wise men and bowed down, oh, what a life and that he would have had and a family he would have saved. His family was, had nothing but trouble after that. Trying to keep a throne they could never keep. For there is only one that is born king. That's our savior. Lord in heaven, we thank you for coming, Lord, for us. The king came and gave his life for us. We thank you, Lord, and it's all true. It's amazing. The beautiful story that you have created and made for us, the greatest love story ever told, the king of glory would come for such a people like us. Thank you for saving us, Lord. I pray, oh God, that you would reach our hearts Help us to be real. Help us to confront you. We thank you for dealing with us. I pray you bless, Lord, the kids coming up. Thank you for all of them, Lord. I pray you give them a great Christmas. Help us, Lord, to teach the next generation the truth of the scriptures that one day they can get saved if they're not. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. We're going to have the kids come, and I believe they're going to sing a song as well. I hope so. <laughs>